This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Laidler, here with the world-famous Ted Walsh, and so glad you're joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. Hello, Ted. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm a little tied up right now, though. Yeah, you look a little busy over there. I'm opening up a uh, container of chocolate pudding. I can't believe you're actually going to do this again. It wasn't that long ago. Hopefully, uh, we've got some regular listeners who will remember just a few weeks ago, I think, when it was uh, National Vanilla Pudding Day, <laughs> Ted scarfed one down like he hadn't eaten for three days and then was complaining that his stomach didn't feel very good. I didn't. So when I saw that it was National Chocolate Pudding Day today, I had to laugh and, of course, I had to bring them in and offer one to everybody in the studio. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the uh, lovely Kelly is working remotely today, so she's not in. The, she dodged a bullet, maybe. She's not. I'll leave one on your desk, Kelly, and we'll see if it's there when you get back. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've tried that before. So um, this is much better than the vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think chocolate's always better than vanilla, but it, that's just my opinion. But um, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And once again, I'm not going to partake because, like I said before, I just think pudding's weird. I don't even know what it is, and I don't really want to know what it is. And so I'm not going to go there. Um, no, you're not going to do this again. I'm just looking to see if there's any benefits to this. There can be no benefits to it. I'm there's, sure. there's one gram of protein. Mm-hmm. The benefit is the humor. That, uh, yeah, and then 4% of your uh, iron intake, 22, 2% of uh, calcium, 2% of potassium. So basically, it's not much. Exactly. That's why I'm saying I'm not going <laughs> to eat it. I don't even know what it is. It's, it's like a marshmallow. I don't know what that is. But either. it tastes good. Sugar, I guess. Should be cold, though. In fact, oh, you know what? I think I brought, now that I think about it, I didn't uh, do a very good job of setting up here because I did bring a sugar-free version just in case. Oh, but I think you got the regular version. There. I think so. But if you want another sugar-free one... No. Okay. No, 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 I'm fine. Maybe later? I may doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you change your mind. Today's also Forgiveness Day. And you know what? You and I discussed this briefly, and I, I believe that, that every day should be Forgiveness Day. Now, you may think that I'm saying that because I'm sort of some sort of kind-hearted, compassionate man. No, that's not Empathetic why I, that's not man. What I was thinking. And you're right. <laughs> the reason is because I, I screw up so often that I, I need to be forgiven on, on a daily basis. Hmm, okay, well, um, I forgive you, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. But I agree with you, of course. Save, yeah. save a few for the rest of the show. Yeah, okay, yeah, the show's not over yet. No, right? no, no. Yeah, well, um, sure, forgiveness. I mean, they yeah. say that that's uh, a key to happiness, right? Uh, yeah. Gratitude and, and being able to forgive and all that stuff. So, I mean, I appreciate being forgiven, and okay. uh, and, I, and I, I like to forgive people as well, and I'd like to start by forgiving you. Thank you. 
birthday for bringing in chocolate pudding? No, for you know, for forgetting about me. Uh, oh no, I was waiting for this. To, yeah. Well, today is, Go ahead. Today is June twenty sixth. Uh huh. And um, you were you were so uh, happy, like a kid in a candy store back a few months ago, when you celebrated the first anniversary of Avoid Probate. I was very excited. And of course, I wasn't around for the first few shows because I was looking for a parking spot. Yes, uh, actually, I had, I had COVID, but I started on June thirteenth, that which is thirteen days ago, and that that date's come and gone. And ne'er a card. Uh, did I get a card for the first anniversary of the Avoid Probate show? I don't I, think I so. Sent dancers to your house. Oh, that's right. I forgot. But uh, the, the I Ukrainian think, dancers. I think you had the wrong address. Anyway, congratulations there, sir, for um, surpassing your first full year of duties. Well, thank you for the all Avoid, your forgiveness. In here the last here year. on the Avoid Probate show, we're glad that you're you're here, of course, and that you're still here, even though you had that late start because uh, yeah, you were recovering. Mm-hmm. We, we joked that you were looking for parking, but it uh, was I think it was week seven when you joined the show. In fact, I went back into the archives just to get you know precise because we are all about precision here on the Avoid Probate Show when we mm-hmm. talk about probate stuff, which we're going to do, of course, uh, after this opening segment. And uh, we'll be going to our first break in just a minute. But um, yeah, June 13th, the, that was going to be my segue to remind the listeners about the podcasts that are available. So that's what I did. I went to the podcast list, and I scrolled all the way down to find the one that says something about Welcome, Mr. Walshin, and sure enough, it was dated June 13th. Yes. If you can hear that little uh, scraping in the background, that's pudding number two. That's no, no, it's pudding number oh, it's one. Oh, it's pudding number one? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought that you, uh, I thought you already finished off pudding number one. Mm-mm. Okay, well, I'm really excited because uh, we haven't had a, a real live guest in the studio for a while. We do, t- from time to time, uh, but bring in the experts because... We want to, uh, you know, share the expertise with the listenership, of course, out there in Zoomerland, all things probate-related. And, of course, I've said this many times before, there's different aspects to probate, and estate planning is a big part of it. We want to make sure everything ties into probate somehow. That's not going to be hard today to do that at all, because our expert in studio deals with it on a day-to-day basis. We'll let her explain it in some more detail uh, I think we'll go to our quick break right now, let you top up your tea and coffee, and when we get back, we'll let uh, we'll introduce our in-studio guest. We'll be right back. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of Avoidprobate.ca well, once again, good morning. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show with a reminder that uh, we appreciate you being here. We welcome you each week, and we welcome you to call or to email us with any questions or comments that you may have, because we were looking for your comments as well. It's just as important as questions are, and you can do that a number of different ways. Info at avoidprobate.ca, that is the email address. The phone number is one 844 Six six seven seven six two eight. That's one eight four four 
6677628. We have a very special guest with us this week. Uh, Debbie Stanley is the CEO and founder of ETP Canada. It's a boutique firm located in the lovely city of Guelph, Ontario. And I, I mean Guelph. that. We both do. And which specializes in state administration. They help executives navigate their role. What does that mean exactly? Well, let's find out. Welcome, Debbie. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure having you in the studio with us. Exactly what do you navigate? Uh, a whole bunch of different things. Uh, think of us as a project manager. So when you okay. bring somebody on to build a home and you bring in that project manager, that's what we do. We mm-hmm. handhold for the executors and navigate them through the entire role of being an executor, whatever that may look like for that particular estate. So let's back up for a second here. So the executor is the person, right, who's been charged with settling the estate of a deceased person. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of, it's easy for us to throw these terms around, and we obviously know what they mean, but a lot of the listeners get confused between the power of attorney, term, like there's so many terms, right? There's a lot so of we, So terms. I want us to be perfectly clear here. And by the way, welcome uh, to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm, gl- I'm really glad you're here. We're going to cover a lot of good stuff. Um, before the hour is over, so the the executor, and we've talked about this before on the show. That's I always say, you don't want to be an executor in Ontario if you can help it. That's what we say. Pick your least favorite person and then name them as your executor. That's funny. <laughs> you know, you keep saying this. There isn't going to be one person in this in this province who's going to say, "Yeah, I'll take that rule on." Tell people as well they do get paid to be an executor. Good point. Yeah. And how much would you be paid to be an executor? Yeah, so you do get paid for your role as an executor. Here in Ontario, it follows a percentage basis. So uh-huh. if we were to say just a broad umbrella, it's 5% of the estate's value. Okay, so suddenly you're the executor of a million-dollar estate? That's right. You would get 5% of it. But then, of course, in this world, nothing's ever as it seems. So then it breaks down further. It's really Mm 2.5% on everything the executor brings into the estate. So when they liquidate um, an asset, they sell a home, this car, they're bringing in that asset. So it's 2.5% on those transactions. And then it's 2.5% on everything that leaves the estate. So all the monies that go to beneficiaries when you pay income taxes, perhaps there's um, some repairs on the home, those transactions then are 2.5%. But then, of course, to make things even more complicated, not every transaction gets compensation. So this is where executors can land in hot water. Yes, you get paid, but you should probably work with someone to help you figure out what you get paid on. What would be an example of something you don't get paid on? An example would be real estate commissions. So you don't earn commission on commission <laughs> for someone else to sell the home. So that that's one. Or if you were paying someone to go check on the house, but you could go do that, you just don't feel like it, you don't want to drive mm-hmm. past the house, so you pay Bob down the street to do the same thing, you wouldn't earn compensation on that because it is something the executor could do. Well, what happens if, if you're, for example, you're the executor of, of an estate and you discover once you start opening envelopes and opening up filing uh, file folders and you say, well, this person has $150,000 of debt, their value is 50000 That means the estate is in debt 100000 Whose responsibility is that? That's when it, things get tricky, and you definitely want to bring in a uh, bankruptcy trustee because you don't want the liability. So if you weren't already legally the executor, so you haven't gone through the whole probate process, then I would say don't follow through, don't continue, and reach out to a lawyer or the trustee, bankruptcy trustees, so that that you can take that over because you don't want to be in that boat. Interesting. So even though being the executor on a good day is a pain in you don't know what, 
if it's an insolvent estate matter, you're saying don't do it at all? Don't do it at all. No, no, definitely bring in. Even so. though the executor's not responsible, to Ted's point, he's not responsible for the debt. That is correct. However, you don't want to be the person choosing which debts get paid. Oh. Right? Yeah. There's Canada Revenue Agency, there's credit cards, yeah. there's a whole bunch. So you yeah. want to leave it to those bankruptcy trustees so that they can do all of the negotiations, the percentages. It's it's a specialty. And of course, the bankruptcy trustee gets paid out of what value is in the estate, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's, if it's fully um, insolvent and there's no assets, but there's debts, so who resolves that? They would. I've never been on that end of dealing with an estate because it immediately leaves our hands and moves over could to you the say, courts. Because you said, yeah. I don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. No, so yeah, <laughs> you want to set it on fire and just walk away. Interesting. Okay, well, so the executor has a lot of work to do, and they've got a lot of responsibility. You're there to guide them mm-hmm. through the process. Now, have you already guided them to become the executor? Do you, do you submit that application or do you wait for them to come to you and say, I'm now the, the executor? No, we assist them with the probate application. Most executors that come to us say, I keep hearing this word probate and then mm-hmm. I go to the bank and they say I need a certificate and someone else says I need a grant. It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. So when you hear the word probate, it's actually, well, here in Ontario, the government thought it was easier. So they call it a certificate of appointment of a state trustee with or without a will. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's so much easier. Yes. But and it's it? probate. <laughs> I know, and we we talk about the fact that it's the estate EAT. That's the estate administration tax. So that's what it costs for us to die. That's here the in probate Ontario. fee, right? That's probate fee, probate yeah. tax, whatever you want to call it. It's a the payment eat. we make that you eat up. Yes, and it has to be paid in advance before the estate is settled. So that you can get your certificate, right? Yes. So you cannot submit your probate application to the Superior Court without including the payment for the estate administration tax. So it just seems so backwards to me because if I'm not yet been decided to be the, the, the executor, if, if I don't have the magic powers yet that the province or the probate court grants someone who becomes an executor, why am I paying a probate fee? Yeah, it's a chicken and the egg kind of situation. Yeah, so, I think so too. a lot of executors come to us and they say, but I can't even access the bank to get this fee out so that I can submit my application so that I can get my certificate with the shiny sticker on it. Um, luckily, when they work with us, we help guide them through that process because it's, it's A, it's confusing. Yes. There are all these new terms. Yes. And then B, it's the, again that chicken and the egg situation. So, how do we pay for it? and get my certificate so I can deal with the so estate. How do, you, how do you pay for it? Well, um, depending if the estate actually has cash in one of its accounts, the executor can go to the bank. We usually provide them with a letter saying what they need it for, who it's payable to, and they will issue a bank draft from there. So even though the account's been frozen by the bank, and, and I know something about this, if you have legit you know, expenses tied to that deceased person, like uh, like a funeral bill or, mm-hmm. or a hydro bill or whatever, they will release whatever the funds are to pay that bill. That's exactly it. So the executor has to get comfortable with going to their local branch for literally everything they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's, uh, that's a good point. So when we talk about, well, when we talk to our clients or our listeners about the, the probate process and and what, what's involved in the fact that the probate fee is 1.5% of the estate value on the date of death, I often tell them the one and a half percent is the least of your worries. It's the process, right? The legal fees, the hassles. Yeah. The process is long. On average, an estate takes about three years to wrap up here in Ontario. Yeah. So, you know, you're you're in it for the long haul. I've been saying 10 months and I thought that was aggressive. No, no, because probate could be eight months wait. 
So the, right, okay. that's just there. Okay, so that, that's what I meant, though. The, getting the certificate could take eight, nine, ten months, It right? could, yeah. But that's just the beginning, is that's what you're saying. That's just the beginning. That's just right. to open the door. Exactly. So and, take, and, and are things, I'm sorry no. to interrupt, are things slower now, like they are in most branches of government post-COVID? Uh, no, I'd say that it's about the same. It seems to fluctuate. It's the same slowness. It's the same slowness all year. The Sometimes same inefficiency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes summer is a bit slower. Just you have people on holidays yeah. and you know shorter mm-hmm. staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So this this is the Avoid Probate Show, and we're glad you're here joining us this morning with your expertise. We've only just scratched the surface. We've got a lot to talk about, but I just want to remind the listeners. You know, um, I'm Jason Layler here with Debbie Stanley and Ted Walshin, and we're gonna talk to you about probate stuff today and hopefully um, you're going to learn something. I'm already learning something. I'm really glad you're here. But this has to tie into the fact that the Avoid Probate Show, I mean, the name says it all. We've only just begun to describe why it's a good reason that somebody could avoid. If you can avoid the process, why wouldn't you want to do that, right? Absolutely. The process is not yeah. fun. Go ahead, Ted. No, I was just going to say, because Debbie's with ETP Canada. They're um, in Guelph, as we mentioned. They specialize in estate administration. If I'm told, if my friend says to me, by the way, you're going to be my guy, should I come see you now or do I wait until he's no longer around? Yeah, I mean, we'd love to see everyone now because there's so much to talk about beforehand. I mean, okay. look at what we're talking so about don't, today. So don't wait until death comes knocking. Nope, definitely not. What does ETP stand for? Is that a skill testing question? <laughs> it's a funny story. When I first started the business, I named it Estate Transition Planners Canada. <laughs> and that's that an A, a that mouthful. That is a funny story. <laughs> You're right. And B, we don't do planning. <laughs> so it was very confusing. So we recently rebranded because most people knew us as ETP. So now we're just ETP. Okay, I, I had I figured it stood for something. Yeah. I had to ask. When I was creating avoidprobate.ca, I thought, I know what I'll call it. Avoidprobate.ca. And then when people People say, well, what do you guys do? I mean, most people get it because the name kind of says it all. We're going to talk about how we do avoid probate. That's important because we're, we're talking about a lot of probate stuff here. And I think I'll just I'll summarize it real quick before we go to our first break. We are enlightening the listeners about the fact that you don't have to leave your investment dollars at the bank. A lot of people didn't realize the insurance companies were an option mm-hmm. for investments. Not the checking account, not the credit card, but long-term investments. The insurance companies decided years ago they wanted to get in on the action. They saw all the profits the banks were making, crazy profits quarterly, right? So when we're helping people to avoid the probate nightmare, a lot of the times the the solution is a simple transfer of the half million dollars that's sitting in some bank earning maybe very little interest. Maybe it's in a GIC. I hope it's not because I hate them. I say that all the time. But we do the transfer. If you're under the age of 85, the transfer of the investment account from the bank to the insurance company costs nothing. It doesn't cost anything because the insurance companies, the financial institutions pay our advisors a commission. If you're over the age of 85, it's not free, but it's also very inexpensive. We can talk about that later. So it could cost nothing to do this transfer. The insurance companies have other guarantees and investment options that are available that the banks don't have. Uh, We've talked about this in detail. We're not going to get into those details today. We're coming up to our first break here, but when we come back, we're going to pick Debbie's brain a little more clearly and get some nitty-gritty facts and figures about what the process looks like and what some of her solutions are for her clients. We'll be right back after this quick break. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. 
it wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time, and I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office, and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that, and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off, and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because, by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back, one and all. This is the Avoid Probate Show with uh, Jason Laidler, and I'm Ted Wallison. And a reminder, the information that we provide for you in this program each and every week is for general consumption and is not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. However, and however, every situation is different, so if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert which, of course, means you can contact Jason, info at avoidprobate.ca or toll-free 1-844-667-7628. Now, if you're looking for a specialist in estate administration, you're lucky. We have here with us our special guest, the CEO and a founder of ETP Canada, Debbie Stanley. Now, ETP Canada is a boutique firm located in Guelph, Ontario, which specializes in estate administration. What exactly does the term boutique firm mean? Because for a lot of people, boutique is a place that sells cool little clothes. Right. Yeah, yeah, that completely makes sense. So boutique to firm to us means that we're smaller. Uh, when you phone, you actually get the CEO on the phone. You can pick my brain. We are a completely reachable. We are customizable to what you need. Uh, even our billing program, it's whatever the estate can do at that time. So to us, that's not, you know, this big corporate firm. It's a oh. boutique customizable to your so, needs. So if I call, I'm, I'm going to get somebody from your office. I'm not going to get somebody who's like 10,000 miles away. Not at all. You're oh, going to get someone from our office. What a bummer. <laughs> from good old Guelph. <laughs> I, I, always, I always enjoy finding out where I'm talking to people, <laughs> where people are there I'm talking to. Is that kind of personalized treatment used to exist even in bigger corporations? Sadly, it doesn't anymore. 
That's and, true. And, and I, I kid, but I'm oh, not kidding. Man. Don't get me started talking about calling the banks and Well, that's service. what I'm saying. So that's why I, I specifically wanted to talk about the concept of a bo- yeah. boutique firm, because it is it's as close to personal services you can get. Exactly. We basically tried to do the opposite of what all the big companies are right. doing now. Right. So, Debbie, when someone asks me, um, okay, what is probate? If they look to me like they're under the age of 40, I'd tell them, don't worry about it. But I shouldn't say that because they have parents and grandparents and everything, but I'm kind of kidding. But you look so young. I'm curious to know because probate is not exactly a fun cocktail party subject. How did you get into the business of dealing with probate? That's a really great question. I come from public accounting and, uh, you know, lots of fun cocktail conversations (laughs) there, too. (laughs) Uh, And I was managing an estate department and we were trying to create more of a uh, trust company type feel. And what I noticed was as we were dealing with tax returns and families were coming in, I would tell them, you know, here's your tax bill. It's $17,000. And the family would say, "Okay, that's great. But how do I close the Rogers account? How do we deal with Bell? I would say, I'm sorry, we only do taxes only. By the only. way, you can never close either of those <laughs> No, seriously, you can't. <laughs> but I started to see a real need for things besides just legal and tax. There is so much more to an estate, so that's how I ended up creating the company. Are you familiar, Debbie, with the, I'm, I'm sure you are, there's a thing, there's executor insurance, mm-hmm. right? And I forget who offers it. It's not me, and I've said that before. I don't sell it, I'm not licensed to sell it, I don't want to sell it, but I've mentioned it to the listeners, because to your point earlier about how onerous and potentially expensive uh, being an executor can be, you can buy this thing called executor insurance, right? That is correct. It is offered through Erasure. Yes, Erasure. Yeah. I know. I always think it's Erasure, like the band from the 80s. Maybe you don't remember that, but but I do. Erasure. And do you ever deal with the executor insurance? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So the point of the executor insurance is to cover themselves for any mistakes that they make on the estate. The insurance only covers that particular estate. So we act as executors as well. So you can't purchase just a blanket plan to cover me as an executor as a whole. I have to purchase it for every estate. So there is a cost to the estate. It only runs for a certain length of time. So if the estate's going to run for 20 years, hopefully not. Hopefully nobody burdened you with that. But it's usually about one to three years that you're looking at insurance for. And is is it a percentage of what the value is? Yes. How do you monetize that? They charge it off the value of the estate and depending on the assets that is held within. And there's a whole questionnaire you have to fill out to give them background on the estate. So if grandma passed away a month ago and I knock on your door because I don't have a clue how to deal with the probate stuff and I say, yeah, I think I'm supposed to be in charge of selling this estate, be it act as something called an executor. I'm really confused on anything about it. Do you say, first thing you got to do is get executor insurance? No, no. It's a conversation we do have, but it's not the first thing that we talk about. Uh, The first thing we do is, uh, do you want to be the executor? (laughs) That's the first question we ask. Good for you. We've talked about renunciation on this show before, and we uh, referenced an article where some people who were named as executors tried to renunciate because they were going to get sued, and the court said no. You can't. That's right. You can't start acting as an executor and then say, whoop, I don't like this. I'm tapping out. You definitely need to make that decision at the beginning. Do people come to you and say, I'm setting up an estate and I'm thinking about who I I should uh, ask to be my executor. Would you give them guidance as to the best way to approach that person or approach the situation? 
Yeah, absolutely. We do. I mean, how proactive are you, I guess, is what I'm asking. We like to be really proactive because this is really just an education component for families, right? So Mm -hmm. we do seminars. We even launched a new course called Executor Ready, where it teaches families what this role is. Because to us, the way you should think about your executor is as if you're hiring for a company, like a position in your company. So think of a CEO. You're hiring for the CEO of your estate. What skills should they have? What experience should they have? Who is the right person for this role? So anytime someone phones us and says, can you provide guidance? Absolutely, because it's not your grandma's estate anymore. This isn't my grandmother lived with us. She had a bedroom, some cash. There was no probate, right? But when we don't plan ahead of time, so whether or not it's working with someone like you, Jason, to avoid probate on certain assets or all of it, um, when we don't plan, we have A, no voice and no choice. So let's try and work together so that people do do that. For sure. So tell us about Executor Ready. Is that what you said it's called? Yes. So uh, maybe you could share your contact information with the listeners because I'd like you to do it like at least once before the show is over and talk about where they can go to find Executor Ready and does it cost anything? Yeah, so Executor Ready is an online course, as I mentioned, and it's found at executorready.ca. Okay. It does cost $149. It's me on the videos sitting in a kitchen being very frank with you on what the role of the executor is. So we encourage whether you're currently planning out your estate to watch that so that you can determine who to choose, or maybe you're a new executor or you found out you will be an executor, watch it so that you understand what you're getting involved in. It has been launched across Canada, so it's um, you get a workbook and then it goes into each province with links and everything. But again, the idea is to share what this job really is for families. Is there a legal process in becoming an executor? Are there legal papers that's, that, that someone needs to sign? I mean, do you need a lawyer's presence in order to become an executor before they approach you, even before they approach you for your services? So that's a, a little bit of a tricky question. So to be an executor, you either have to be named in someone's will. So that's the legal document that technically appoints someone. Mm-hmm. And then you go through probate to formalize it if you have to. And then if you don't have a will, which, you know, it's amazing, like 50% of Canadians don't even have a will. So then you don't have a choice to your executor, and then it falls to the Succession Law Reform Act here in Ontario, which is like a chart of next of kin, right? So the first person that could apply would be a spouse. And let me be very clear, that's married spouse, not common law, and a lot of people are common law. Then the next would be children, and if there's no children, then it's parents, and then so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have those documents, then it's a lot trickier to have someone be your executor because you didn't outline it in a legal document such as the will. But even though there's a framework like that about the uh, relatives, anybody can apply, right? I mean, you can't assume that just because the spouse can apply that she does apply. And if I'm his best pal and I think, well, I should be the executor, there's nothing stopping me from applying, right? Well, yes, because you could say, you know what, I'm his best pal and I want to be the executor, but you have to get permission of everybody above you on that list. So everybody who was entitled to apply before you has to renounce and consent so, yes, anyone can be an executor, but if yeah, okay. the wife says, I, you know what, I didn't really like you that much, <laughs> then they're going to stop you. But if I decide right now to say, if I say to my daughter, I want you to be the executor, what do I need to ensure that that happens in, in the event that I die before any of this continues? Get a will as fast as you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way to ensure that she will absolutely be your executor. Mm-hmm. And then even still, she could still renounce when you pass away. So the job could come to her and then she'd say, you know right. what, I, I only said yes to be nice. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and when I meet with people for the first time and I ask them... Um, well, I just tell my daughter, if you're lying to me, I'll come back and haunt you. There you go. When I ask uh, people if they're an executor, I was stipulated with, as far as you know. Are you named as an executor for anybody as far as you know? Because not everyone tells the person. No, it's actually a lot of the executors we work with, they kind of are shell-shocked. They sit in their office and they go, I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know I was supposed to be the executor. I don't even know where their stuff is. And then they renounce. Yeah. <laughs> Is it easier to have one executor or a group? That's a really great question. We recommend one. So think about it this way. If you choose three people, they all have to be the executor together. So yeah. now they're joined at the arm and they have to go to the bank together and sign everything together. <coughs> so it's if you want to have more than one, maybe have them all as backups. But why are you choosing three to work yeah. together? And we had a, a, a mailbag story like that, Ted, where mom passed. She had three daughters. Two of them were in Ontario. Mom named all three daughters as executors. And all three daughters were still alive. One was in Germany. Yeah. It's a messy thing. We hear a lot, I'm going to choose all three kids so that they will get along. That's that, not the and, way to do and it. And I'm not showing favoritism. Yes. Yeah. No. Again, treat this like a job within a company. So, okay, you've got the executor, they've knocked on your door, they need all the help they can get. What are some of the biggest challenges that you have to help them get through? The biggest challenge to helping an executor and just being an executor is the fact that now you become a um, private eye almost. So maybe you didn't know you were the executor, so it's very likely you didn't even have the conversation with the deceased about all their things. So when someone walks in through our door, we start with, you know, did they have a will? Do you know where the will is? And if they don't have a will, we have to go through an entirely different process, which is complicated too. So if they have a will, then we have to find everything. Do you know where they banked? Do you know what kind of assets they have? Do you know whether or not there was named beneficiaries? What can go outside of probate? How much can we save you here? And what do we absolutely have to put through the probate application? Then from there, sometimes we have to track down beneficiaries because the whole probate process is a it's a little bit more streamlined, but it's still a lot of paperwork. The application form itself is 14 pages long. So, I mean, you're a new executor. You've never done this before. And that's not referring to the estate information return, right? You're nope. talking about a separate just, application. This is just the probate application. Exactly. Yep. The, the new estate, uh, well, I say new, uh, 2015, it's not so new anymore, that 9955 yes. came out when uh, the province revamped all the probate rules and requirements, introduced new filing documents, filing deadlines, penalties, etc., but uh, that's in addition. Oh, yeah. The estate information return is after you get probate. Yeah. So, yeah and you've yeah. got, is it 180 days now? Yes, 180 days they from the date it. you get your probate certificate. Yeah, so who knows this stuff? I mean, you have to, I know, like to Ted's point earlier about do you have to use a lawyer, I think technically, no, you don't. But who can do this without some expertise? Yeah, that's the funny thing. I mean, it even says in the, the act, the executor is supposed to do the application for probate, but you go through it and all the different forms. So you have an application form, then depending on the estate, you might have all these supplementary affidavits. How are you supposed to know all this? You didn't even know you were the executor, but you're supposed to know you're supposed to do all these different steps and file the estate information return at the end of it. The more you talk, the more I keep referencing back to my question. It's, it seems blatantly obvious to me that people need to see you as soon as humanly possible. Absolutely. The faster, because this could just turn in, into, into a cluster dance, if you know what I mean, if you wait too long. Absolutely. The faster someone comes to see us, the better off they usually are. We try and think of it as just keeping the, the train on the tracks and keeping the estate nice and but smooth. But when you, when you say faster, are you talking about faster like... 
come see us before mom passes or come see us as soon as possible after mom passes? Both. Okay. If you want to come see us before mom passes so that we can arrange to have you meet with all the right people like yourself, Jason, to clean this up, yeah. great. Yeah. We don't do planning, but we can right. at least talk about being an executor. But after someone passes, come right away. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned the planning part. I, mean, I want to make it clear there's no conflict of interest here today. Before we go to our, our next break, can you uh, share your contact info one more time, please? How do you want people to reach you? Perfect. Well, you can reach us at our, our website is etpcanada.ca, and then we also have executorready.ca. Our phone number is 866-309-0387, and you can email info at etpcanada.ca. Phone number one more time. 866-309-0387. That felt like a skill testing question. It was. I I looked like you were struggling for a second there as well. So I'll give you a break. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back to uh, wrap up the show after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca Okay, let's head off to our favorite place in the city, in Kensington Market, 190 Baldwin. That's where you'll find Tom's place. Tom Hollick is there. Well, this is it. Uh, This is a big, big sale every year, the month of June, because there's so many birthdays combined in there, and then you throw in Father's Day. So you got one more week left to cash in on all these great, great savings, and it's casual and formal wear as well for weddings. Uh, You know, Teddy, uh, it's my sister's birthday, it's my son's birthday, and it's also my birthday, and it's been a tradition that happy birthday suit sale to us, happy birthday suit sale to us. Yeah. We have a fabulous selection of great clothing that a lot of stores didn't have the inventory, and we're lucky enough that at Tom's Place, we always knew that you cannot sell from an empty shop. And I remember my father used to tell me, son, I'm buying all this merchandise, so when you are selling... You have selection, so when the customers come to the store, they can choose. We had tens of thousands of units even back then, and that tradition continues. The customers have to have choices. We have different kind of fits. We have different prices. We try to be there for all of our great customers. So once again, let me sing this beautiful song Uh that I kind of own it. Warning. Happy birthday. Suit sale to us. Tom's Place. Have a great day, my friend. 190 Baldwin to the heart of Kensington Market. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. And once again, thanks for joining us this morning. This is avoidprobate.ca. I'm Ted Wallace and with me, the founder of Avoid Probate, Jason Laidler. You can get a hold of Jason during the week. Toll free one eight four four six six seven seven six two eight. It's one eight four four six six seven seven six two eight. Or you can email him info at avoidprobate.ca. Info at avoidprobate.ca. And if you get a chance, go onto the website, which is www.avoidprobate.ca, and then you'll find a free probate calculator. You can play with it and get an idea of how much probate might be payable on your estate, and you can also 
press a button, and it'll take you back to uh, a whole catalog of programs that uh, we have done for you in this past year plus, and you can pick and choose whichever one you want. So there's all kinds of things to do there. So take advantage of that. In the meantime, a special guest with us today is the CEO and founder of ETP Canada, Debbie Stanley. ETP Canada is a boutique firm. They're located in Guelph, specializing in estate administration, which is, as we've learned, um, fairly complicated, but can be uh, circumvented, that kind of complication, the earlier you get to. Yeah, exactly. And... uh Thanks for that, Ted, and I'm glad Debbie's here because we talk about this every week, and I want Debbie's feedback on the solution that we're providing here on at avoidprobate.ca. It is the Avoid Probate Show. Thanks for joining us this Sunday morning. Hopefully you're going to become a regular listener if you're not one already. I've already touched on the fact that part of the solution that we offer or we provide here is the transfer of investments that mom or dad have at the bank where you cannot put a beneficiary on it because it's a non-registered investments. We realize, of course, you can put beneficiaries on registered types of investments. That doesn't mean there is one. I hear this all the time, and I've got a TFSA, so I'm, I'm okay. It turns out there's no there's no beneficiary on it. because And I've seen this before, and it just makes me shake my head, and I don't understand why the individual at the bank who set up the TFSA couldn't take another 30 seconds of their time and say, oh, by the way, Mrs. Smith, um, you probably should put a beneficiary on this because you can and it will avoid probate. But, okay, that's the registered stuff. It's the non-registered stuff, and that's the bulk of it. Remember, if you sell a house or downsize in the GTA and you got a million dollars from downsizing your, your principal residence, which you got tax-free, hopefully, because it was your principal residence, and you have a million bucks and you got to put it somewhere, well, unless you put it in the mattress, you know you can't register a million dollars. There's There's limits to how much... You can put in the TFSA. There's limits to how much you can put in an RSP. If you're over the age of 71, you can't put anything in the RSP because now you've converted it to a RIF. We've talked about that before. So we've moved the money. It costs you nothing if you're under the age of 85. That's fine. We've put beneficiaries on the money at the insurance company. We've recreated a portfolio that everybody's comfortable with. It's not locked in. The money's not locked in. The portfolio mixture's not locked in. We can tweak it anytime you want to tweak it. And then often the next question is, what about the house? And this is when we talk about this magical thing called a bear trust that nobody seems to have heard of before. B-A-R-E, bear trust. And if we use this bear trust to put the property, real property, real estate, the house itself and or the cottage and or a rental unit or a commercial unit or whatever it is. I'm talking about real estate when I, when I say this. We can avoid the probate on the property. And so in theory, Debbie, in theory, we can avoid the probate on everything. Absolutely. Right? But you've got to plan ahead, to your point before, yep. and you've got to call before mom passes away. What do you think of that strategy? I think it's a great strategy, but like you said, you have to plan ahead. It cannot be reactive. It has to be That's proactive. Right. And of course, we often get calls, mom passed three weeks ago, can you help me probate the estate? I would say yes, but... That's not the call I want to get, and certainly, you know, going forward, guess who's guess who's going to get that that phone call after I get the phone call, <laughs> Debbie, Miss ETP Canada, because you're the, an expert on doing this stuff. I mean, I, I I'm not the expert on probating the estates. I'm a certified executor advisor. So am I. Uh, exactly. So we kind of. Okay, I'm the left out. <laughs> Ted's going to uh, yeah. start registering for I'm the course. I'm working on it right now. Yeah, he's working. He's typing on it, right it now. up. <laughs> okay, but. You're the expert because you do this stuff every day. I spend my days doing what I said I was doing a few minutes ago about trying to avoid the probate and doing these transfers. And believe me, the transfers are a nightmare, and I have a mailbag item to talk about that if we get there. We might not get there the mailbag today because you're here, and I want to take advantage of the fact that you're here. But uh, I've said it many times before. 
following up with the banks on the status of transfers, trying to find out what the status of the transfer is, why was it rejected, don't get me started. I mean, it's hours and hours and hours, and I wait hours, and then they hang up on me. Okay, I'm going off. I'm getting angry now. So I want you to, to share, you know, if we can do all that stuff, you know, enlighten us. Yeah, okay, that's not a bad strategy because – to your point all, all morning here, avoiding probate as much as possible is a good idea. Mm-hmm. But you're saying during the break, there's still other stuff to consider. That's exactly it. So we can plan and have our voice and have our choice and work with you. Be proactive. Absolutely avoid probate. But the thing that we should share with families is even if you avoid probate, there's still things to do after somebody passes away. So your executor, your family, they still have things that they have to do that are not probate related. So if we think of our wallet, you have to close down the driver's license, the health card, send back the passport. Then we're in this new age where it's everything's digital. So what's happening with your Facebook account, LinkedIn, Twitter, all these different social media accounts I don't even know about anymore. Ted does. He's a social media hound. Mm. Well, then uh, we should talk about that. <laughs> but there are so many things. What about the teacups and <laughs> the clothing? Oh, and the knickknacks. All the things that just don't go through. And the, the guns. And the guns. That's a whole... That's a big one. Yeah, that's a big thing. You have to call their CMP. There's a process to go through. So we have to look outside of only our financial assets and then say, okay, well, who's this person as a person? And what do they have? What about the dog? I'll take the dog. <laughs> I love dogs. I love dogs too. You know, has that been set up? Has That's there been a, really a plan? Good point. Right? We were just talking oh, about Speaking of the dog, you've got a story. We're not going to go there right yet, but yeah. I want to hear your dog story before the show's over today. I promise mm. I'll tell it. You know, we've had the consignment heroes guys and this is all they do is deal with the teacups. I mean, that's an over. That's an oversimplification. But well, it's 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 estate sales. It's 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 sports memorabilia. It can be cars. It can be boats. It, anything that that it's, it's collectibles. Whatever people collect. So do you help people deal with the contents of the house? Yeah, we work with the executors to ensure that they're inventorying everything because a lot of times family fights happen over the teacups. Really? So yeah, we will do this (laughs) big long spreadsheet and then have the family sign off on what can be thrown out and what can be kept and who wants what and who's allowed to have what. Uh, And and you hear these horror stories, horror stories from the the side of the person who had a painting and they, well, this can't be worth much. This grandmother's had this painting around for a long time. Just put it out there. We'll do a garage sale, give it, get 25, 30 bucks for it. It turns out it's a Monet or something. Yeah, yeah. Did you? 150 million. Yeah, there was a story. It was here in Toronto where the, the mom was keeping cash in her mattress, and then the daughter wanted to do something nice for her mom, so she yeah. go- threw at the mattress no. and got her a brand new, no. you know, orthopedic one. Mom came home and was like, "What did you do?" I didn't hear that story. <laughs> yeah, so someone at the dump was looking for a mattress full of cash. Did so they had, find it? I don't know. I just Who remember hearing that story. Who would want to take a mattress from a dump? Uh, if there's like two hundred thousand dollars, how would you know? I mean, what I'm saying is like, no, they they reported it. I'm I'm assuming it was they notified the garbage people and they called ahead yeah. and they said, yeah, I've he- I've heard of stories where the the guys at the garbage place have to go through look for the diamond ring or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's funny what people will hide in their homes, even wills. Please, anyone listening, do not hide your will inside the toilet tank or the bottom of a, <laughs> a desk. We find the, the most bizarre things in homes. What about the safety deposit box that they don't have a key for and they can't get it because they don't have the will? Oh yeah, and the will's inside right. the safety yeah. deposit box. Yeah, please don't do that either. No, just why would you even want to hide a will? I don't know. It does seem weird. I mean, some people are funny about sharing. We, we, knew, we had Kathy Nagy on um, the psychologist talking about yeah. how people are funny talking about money with yeah. family. Yes, it's taboo. It's taboo. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a tough one. So, okay, so there's other things to worry about. But, but you know what? I would say, you know, the Facebook account, who cares? Why do I have to shut it down? You know what? You would think that. And that's what I thought at first, too, when we first started diving into this. Yeah. But um, you hold all your photos. So suddenly it becomes very sentimental to a family because they want the photos back from the, the person's account. Or, you can do that? You can get the photos back? Well, you have to create a legacy contact and make sure oh, that they have the, the authorization. But then the other thing that we see a lot is um, you don't shut down the Facebook account. And then you start getting birthday reminders or friendship reminders. Oh. And that's very painful yeah, for I, I, I still get that from friends who who have passed, right? Because really? the family didn't bother shutting it down. And, hey, congratulations. Today's Ernie's birthday. And when Ernie died four years ago. Oh, and, no. That's rough. And, and also, too, there are, there are some scrupulous people uh, out there in social media land who could take advantage of you. Like, you might not know... That your old friend from school died, right? right? So suddenly I become Bob, your old friend from school, and I, uh, you know, I hook mm-hmm. up with you. And identity con- theft. Convince you, oh, yes, identity so theft. Identity convince identity you theft. to make a, a donation to some wow. cause or whatever. Yep. And you're wow. being scammed, right? So y- you need to do. You need to shut all that down. Yeah, and speaking of identity theft, um, I mean, obituaries are huge for that. So we spent a summer last year going through all the obituaries we could come across, and we highlighted all of the identity information that family puts out there. Yeah. And it's amazing. Every single one we did failed because you put, end up putting maiden names. You put your nephew's old, your oldest nephew's name. Yeah. You put your dog's name. Those are all our security questions. So mm. we encourage families when they do an obituary, instead of just putting facts out there, you know, she was married to this person and she worked, her first job was this and, and the dog's name was this and their nephew was that. Instead of doing that, tell a story about who they were. Don't put the facts out there for all the security questions. A uh, quick obit uh, story on my part here. When my dad passed in 2019, I was his only child, so I had to write the obit. And, well, I chose to write the obit. And I did that. And then, like, minutes, minutes later, I'm getting a phone call from aunts and uncles saying, it's not right. You got it all wrong. I'm like, what are you talking about? I got it all wrong. Well, that wasn't his cousin or her. And, and so a hacker had hacked into the obit thing and redid it and sent it off to try to sell candles and uh, flowers and, you know, knickknack, like side things attached to this obit, which was completely wrong. And I thought, wow, that's crazy stuff. Like, there's hackers everywhere. There's hackers everywhere. I mean, back in a few years ago, we used to put all the funeral details in obits. And they now say, don't do that because really? then someone will go rob the house while you're away. We put Holy way cow. too much information inside an no, obituary. Well, it's like people when people go away on vacation and they're posting vacation pictures yeah. saying, yep. well, look, at well, today we're in in, uh, in Honolulu, tomorrow we're going to be This is why I don't do social media. I, I, don't, I don't do it. Well, well it, it can be good. It's, it's, it's a positive thing if, if you know how to work it. All right. But, I don't know how but, to work but it. But you got to be careful. You can't be posting pictures of yourself on vacation because people go... You know, if you want to post pictures of yourself on vacation, wait till you get back and say, this is what our vacation was like. We're back. Exactly. We just got a few minutes left. I want to wrap up a couple things here. I do want you to give out your contact information one more time. And I want to hear the dog story. Okay, absolutely. So my contact information, so again, I'm Debbie Stanley from ETP Canada. Our website is etpcanada.ca. We have executorready.ca. Our phone number is 866-309-0387. And our email is info at etpcanada.ca. 
So you know about a very wealthy dog, I understand. Yeah, I wish I knew him. <laughs> the dog? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'll take him. Yes. So there is a dog. His name is Gunther. And he was um, owned by a duchess in Germany. So he's now the fourth in his lineage. But he was left $400 million. So here in Canada, we can't leave an animal money. You can leave a person who's going to care for the animal money, but you can't actually leave my dog's very upset about this. I had to break it to him. <laughs> but you can do this apparently in Germany. So this dog has received $400 million. He's now the fourth in his lineage. And he recently bought Madonna's home. Come on. Well, how does well? How does a dog open up a bank account and write a check? Well, I imagine he has uh, an assistant of some sort. <laughs> yeah. But a day in this dog's life, <laughs> he, yeah, he wakes up in a very fancy bed. He goes down. He has a chef who makes him fresh breakfast. Then he goes out for a leisurely walk with his dog walker. He has exercises. He's living the life. Wow, a dog's life. Yeah, all, a dog's all, a life. A whole new meaning to a dog's yeah. life. Yeah, and that's right. what comes with proper planning, Jason. Yeah. This dog is so rich, he pays other dogs to go sniff other dogs behind. Easy now. Easy that's, now. that's how rich he is. All right, we are out of time. I'm, so, I'm sorry that we didn't get to the mailbag. Well, I'm not sorry because we had Debbie Stanley here instead, and that was much better than the mailbag. So thank you so much, Debbie, for joining us today this morning on the Avoid Probate Show and sharing your vast knowledge and wealth on the probate stuff and the executor stuff. Um, it was very fascinating. We have to have you back. Okay? Yes, Another thank time, you so sure. much for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. You'll definitely uh, be coming back, I hope. Thanks to Kelly for uh, working her magic behind the glass, even though she wasn't really behind the glass today. She's working remotely, but she still made sure uh, she took care of us, as always. Thanks, Kelly, for that. Thanks to Ted Walshin, my world-famous co-host for his decades of radio excellence. Thanks to you, listeners, for joining us here this morning on AM740. Ted, were you going to say something? I was just going to ask a question. I was going to say to Debbie, I was going to ask Debbie, because I have family in, in Guelph, as I mentioned, give me like two great restaurants. Ooh, Buon Gusto, if you like Italian. Yeah. Um, La Cucina also. Okay, I really love Italian. And so Majida. Majida's very good. Okay. Yes. All right. I All th- downtown. Thank you for that. Are we going there for lunch? Right now? Sure. It's Guelph. Yeah, not no, exactly it's, around the corner from the well, Zoomerplex. It's not like Windsor. Anyway. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, offense, no offense to our listeners in Windsor, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Did I mention I have to go to Dundas? Dundas. Dundas, Ontario or yeah. Dundas the Street? No, Dund- <laughs> Dundas, Ontario. Okay. Because we go everywhere to look after our Zoomer listeners who want to avoid probate. That's what we're here for. So we will come and take care of you. Call us, email us. Have a great Sunday. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next Sunday. Ted, we'll do it again next Sunday? Absolutely. What else am I going to do? I don't know. Maybe go for lunch in Guelph. Maybe. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.